You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Aprom Kivalevich, and I'm here with Diane Gelshen Eliezer Shaffel, uh, who is uh, a member of the Chicago Chayshin Mishpat Kayul, a very unique Kayul that's uh, dedicated to Chayshin Mishpat and whose members, uh, many of them have uh, the higher level smicha of uh, Yod Yodin. Uh, he is the Rav of the Young Israel of Skokie and a writer and one of the chief editors of a very popular alone uh, in English called the Business Halach Institute. Uh, he also answers the Business Halach Institute hotline. So he has his ear to the ground for halachic shilas of all sorts, but specifically, which is the Business Halach Institute is about Hashem Mishpat. As we know, COVID-19 has caused uh, an unprecedented change in Klal Yisrael and has pushed Bali Halacha into deciding matters that they never thought they would have to decide in areas that were in some ways untouched, but now have become renewed. And we've had a lot of psalkim, of course, from Hagayin Rav Asher Weiss and Hagayin, I'll say Hagayin also through Rav Hersher Shechter, and they have given a lot of important psalkim in terms of Ilchus Tvila and Yeridei in terms of Tvila, women going to Mikvah and other things like that. However, in Chayshin Mishpat, um, I haven't seen, at least I haven't seen as much in that area. So as you know, those, uh, uh, Rabbi Shapo was willing to share with me uh, last week a number of talks that he gave uh, on Chayshin Mishpat and COVID-19. And as I was chepping him to uh, perhaps produce something else, and he's, of course, very busy with uh, tremendous, uh, he has a huge family and wonderful uh, family it is, and a lot of responsibilities uh, in, in the Shdot for his gala, I asked him if he would just sit down with me here through the magic of Zoom and field some, or let's actually give us some uh, some of the questions and some of the explorations of the answers in Chayshin Mishpat that uh, COVID-19 has brought to the table. Okay, after that long-winded introduction, Hadayan, please, the mic is yours. Thank you. I, I very much appreciate the uh, the, the opportunity. Uh, those who don't know, I imagine most of the people who are listening know Rabbi Kivalevitz, uh don't know me, but the, our relationship goes back to 1986-87. Uh, I'm a Talmud, uh, and it's something which uh, obviously I've, uh, you know, we've kept up a relationship uh, over the years, uh, sometimes stronger, sometimes, uh, you know, the, the span of time in between has been longer, but uh, it's always a, a welcome opportunity to be able to, uh, to speak and learning with uh, Rabbi Kivalevitz. Uh, I think we both regret that we didn't record our, our conversation ahead of time, you know, that we had before this, uh, this recording, <laughs> uh, which maybe we'll, uh, you know, we could get back to it uh, at, at some other point. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, you know, th- there's a lot which is going on now in the, uh, in the Chosha Mishpat uh, world in terms of the uh, Shilas which are, which are coming our way. One of the things which, uh, just by means of introduction, before we get to, uh, you know, a Shiloh or two, one of the things which is essential to keep in mind when it comes to uh, the Chosha Mishpat is that Chosha Mishpat is, uh, is very conceptual in terms of its application. That, uh, you know, you look up, uh, you know, if one, somebody wants to know about Kriya Satora, how do we make up Kriya Satora, how do we not make up Kriya Satora, things related to that. So it, it, it doesn't take, uh, you know, uh, a lot to be able to figure out where you're going to track down that halacha. It'll be right there in Hilchos Kriya Satora. You're not going to find it in Hilchos Bikurim. You're not going to find it, uh, you know, some uh, some other place. It's going to be exactly where you expect it to be. And for the most part, the Orchayim, 
in the Yoridea Shilas, which are coming up, even in this unusual circumstance which we find ourselves in, their, their address is pretty easy to find. One simple Google search, and you'll be able to find where it is. In Chosh Mishpat, the challenge that uh, the, uh, the Dayanim have is that it's so conceptual, and you could take a principle from Hilchos Geneva and apply it to our situation, or there's going to be a principle of Hilchos Dayanim, which you have to apply to, to our situation. And everything is really based on the principles which are involved, much less so the actual case which Shulchan Aruch is, is discussing. So the stuff could really be found uh, uh, anywhere in, the, in all of Chosh but you could find precedent for the Shilas w- w- which are going on. And then a lot of it also has to do, and this is where the experience come, uh, that comes in, the difference between somebody who's been paskening and dealing with uh, Dayanis and dealing with Shaila's uh, Lemaisa versus somebody who knows, uh, you know, some sugyas is to know the, uh, uh, how to properly analyze and uh, figure out what exactly are the relevant principles in the case to then know where to start searching in order to be able to find the precedent in the postkin and the Rishonim and the later Achronim to know how to go ahead and, uh, and, and apply it. So there's a lot of uh, that experience which comes into play, which, uh, you know, it's worthwhile whenever somebody has a Shiloh to make sure to somebody, not just somebody who's a, who's a Rav, not that I'm, you know, critical of Rabban Chas but there's a, there's a unique expertise and experience which Choshe Mishmet Dayanim are going to have, are going to bring to the table in terms of knowing how to, uh, to apply just yeah, speaking to a, a friend of the other day who was talking about how they heard a, a, a psaq in the name of a, a rav, and they said it's a glata svara. And they were very impressed. These are tamid chachamim, and they were very impressed with the svara. But when you begin to think about the svara, you begin to look the makoros inside, look at the sources inside. It's sort of like a, a kavachomer, which the Gemara would say that there's a wonderful kavachomer, except that there's a pasuk fakert. <laughs> so as logical as a kavachomer may be, if there's a pasuk fakert, there's a pasuk fakert, there's nothing you could do to override uh, to override a pasuk. So, so, so I think, Diane, I think you, I, yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting. In, in yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm sorry for interrupting, you know, because uh, <laughs> I want you, because this is not my show. This is really to get you uh, to record, uh, for you to tell us what's been going on in that incredible think tank, uh, the uh, uh, the Chosh Mishmet Kail in uh, in in Chicago, but I think you've given uh, a very concise and real explanation as to why we view Yod and Yodin as the uh, uh, the greatest type of smicha you can have. In other words, even though you know uh, they're very hard bechinas to get, maybe just the uh, Yeris smicha, but uh, the Yod and Yodin. You've explained why it's considered like a higher level. Similarly, like the when the Gemara sp- speaks about. Uh, you know, a person who can see Bechayris and things like that, people have a hard time understanding the hierarchy. And I think you've given a very good explanation as to why it is that why it is that way. And obviously, the masmich is very important. <laughs> the person who's actually giving you the smicha and can see how you've applied properly. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, look, uh, don't get me started on this historically, but I think what you're saying is is is, indi- is indicated also that if you take a look at the Chuvas Svar, and you take a look at the uh, uh, dividing it based the way the tour divided things, there's less Chuvas on Chayshim Mishpah than there are on than the other three Chalokim, and I think that's part of the reason is is because uh, the dwindling expertise in that area, and I think that's uh, so. What you're saying is is, is very true, and uh, therefore yeah. it's a, it's 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 to have someone who is actually a Yoshev Bezdin. Uh, it's nothing. I just say one more thing before we get to your shilas. You know, you know. Of course, uh, you know. Uh, I'm, I don't call myself Diane Kivalevich, but of course, I have been on a lot. Of, I have I have been involved in the Neitzayra, 
And uh, one of the frustrations that I have, and I've shared this with you in the past, is that many of the dinatari I've been involved in, and some of them have been with very chosh of Avi Bezdin and of people who are really, who have, is that the attitude is to actually sort of like skip over <laughs> a lot of the Yisaitis that are found in Chosh Mishpat and found in this form itself and to just, okay, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to, uh, how are we going to make a pshar here? How are we going to uh, settle this? And at least it'll sound good on paper. And I think that's not what we're dealing here with because this is, what we're dealing here with is not uh, a person coming to you with a Shiloh about the, the Koblen who didn't finish his job. We're really talking about mm-hmm. big Chayshin Mishpat Shilas that are affecting um, a lot of people. It isn't just one Din Taira uh, that you're dealing with. You're dealing with something which is going to, and I, I think it's a good segue for you, some of the things that have been happening on, uh, on not just one Shiloh, but are happening now because of COVID-19 in a very strong way. So it isn't, so why don't you tell me an example of that? Right. So that's uh, so our general attitude from uh, from the outset was to uh, to promote uh, to promote pshara, but not to promote pshara in sort of a blind way and say, listen, we have a disagreement. Let's just split the disagreement in half, and uh, you know you'll get fifty percent of what you're claiming from me, and I'll have to pay fifty percent of fifty uh, percent of that. Uh, what we've been trying to do is, while at the same time we're promoting people to uh, to work it out between the between themselves. But we want it to be an informed shara. An informed shara means to know what the issues are, to know the relative strength of your claim or not. People can make all sorts of crazy claims. Just because you have a claim doesn't mean it's legitimate and doesn't mean that it should get any credibility whatsoever as far as being able to collect. And uh, we know from experience, everybody knows this, that when it comes to, to money, so everybody's a, an expert, everybody's Rebbe Kivegir, everybody's the Ksos and the Nesivas when it comes to uh, issues related to their money. And as a result of that, you have to, uh, you know, they have to, it, it's important to know what the issues are, to know whether or not the, your claim against the other person is valid or it's not valid or whatever it is. So let's, let's begin with, uh, you know, one Shiloh, which, uh, which has been coming up a little bit more recently than some of the other Shilohs. Some of the other Shilohs are the playgroups in, the, in, in, in tuition. So those already, for the most part, have been, have been decided. Uh, weddings right now, what to do as far as chasanas, which were, you know, uh, wedding halls may have been reserved months, uh, months ago before any of this was even on the radar screen. So families were all excited that they're, they're going to have a chasana and that it's going to be at this, uh, this location and they were planning things. They put down a lot of money to be able to make, uh, to make a chasana. And now, as a result of the circumstances, the stay-at-home orders and the lockdowns and all of that, the, the restrictions, so obviously the weddings are not going to be able to be the dream wedding, which they were thinking about when the, uh, the, the, the couple got, got engaged. And now things are going to have to be scaled back uh, dramatically. And in many instances, they're going to be canceled from the, uh, from the original uh, location. So there are many, there are many cases, let's say, of, uh, of a family which went ahead and uh, was planning a wedding, put down uh, a few thousand dollars towards a chasna in, uh, you know, in an East Coast uh, city. And now as a result of uh, what's going on, so that the chasna in, uh, in the East Coast was canceled, at the original wedding hall, it was canceled. And now they're going to be doing it. One of the shots we're dealing with is it's going to be done here locally in, in Chicago in their backyard. And they called the, uh, the wedding hall. They said, listen, the, the chasna is, uh, is canceled. We're not having it by you. 
uh, could you send back the uh, the deposit? Because uh, you know we 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 need that money in order to be able to pay for the chasen, which we're going to have here. You know, if our four thousand dollars, let's say, is is locked up by you, so then that's going to inhibit and that's going to uh, limit how much we're going to be able to spend on the chasen on the chasen here. So they wanted the uh, the money back, and the uh, they were told that listen, we're waiting for our our, our rabbanim and our dayanim over here to go ahead and tell us what the halacha is. And in the meantime, we're not releasing the money. The Dionim in Lakewood, or whatever it was, in the East Coast. I, again. On the East Coast, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry I said Lakewood. Dianim. Maybe it's not Lakewood, but it probably is. So I'm saying... Well, that's, so, why, that's why I said East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they're, in other words, they're waiting for the Paiskim in Lakewood to say whether they have to release. And I and we know, uh, Rabbi Shaffel, uh, uh, Rabbi Gelsh, that that many people are making their weddings all over the country in Lakewood. So, I, as you say, this is probably something that's happening all over the. There's, and we know this is Lach Boimer's coming up, and and Shoshis soon. So all those dates were probably booked months and months a, a, in advance, and these Kasana halls are holding their deposits. So w- what sort of heter would they have to to keep the money? So, so w- when you begin to uh, you know sort of dissect the uh, the shaila. So you have to now you have to go back. This is where the uh, the experience and the Chosha Mishmar comes in. So you have to go back and you have to begin to think about uh, when everything goes as normal, uh, then there you don't have to think about any shilas. It's when things begin to break apart, then suddenly you need to go uh, and think about what the relationship is. So the first step in the, in analyzing a shaila such as this is what's the relationship that the Bali Simcha have with the Chasnahal? What is the, the the nature of that relationship? So there are those who say that there's a schiras batin, schiras karka type of relationship which exists because you're renting the hall. You know, when you take the words literally, I'm renting a hall for a chasna. So it sounds like that you're renting that, uh, that place for the day. Let's just call it for the day. And for that day, we would apply the principles of schiras liyome memkar, that it's a sale of the property for, uh, for the day. So uh, that, that's the nature of, uh, there, are those, there are those posts who say that that's the nature of a rental uh, agreement of, uh, of, of real estate. And as a result of that, so we would follow the regular guidelines of what happens when there's a schiras karka, there's a real estate uh, lease, and then an onus happens, an unforeseen circumstance gets in the way of being able to use the property as, as you would want to. So what are going to be the gedar and what are going to be the guidelines for uh, the, that that, uh, that circumstance. So whether or not it is something where once the property is no longer usable, so the, the, the tenant does get a refund, or perhaps the tenant isn't going to get a refund. In the general halacha for that, again, you have to apply it individually for each case, but the general halacha of that is the most important rule of Chosha Mishpat, which is a most of that there's a svara, there's a there's a reasoning which you find in the Rishonim that if somebody prepays for schiras karka and we say that it's a kinyan, it's our, it's actually mechira. So just like any other mechira, any other sale, once the sale is complete, once once the kinyan is complete, there's no such thing as buyer's remorse. You can't come along and say, well, due to the new circumstances, I don't really need all of these widgets anymore, and I want to cancel the transaction. Once the transaction is completed, there's no such thing as canceling a transaction. If there's, if there's a mumba mecca, if there's damaged property or something like that, so maybe you can undo a, a Kenyan. If there's a mecca toast, if it was done under false pretenses, you may be able to undo a Kenyan. But short of something uh, uh, dramatic like that, once a Kenyan is done, a Kenyan is done. So there, there are those who would say that if this is a regular schiras karka, type of relationship, 
that may put the Bali Simcha in the weakened position. That'll put the, uh, the catering hall in the leverage position. And say, listen, you made a Kenyan to be able to use the property. A circumstance arose, which is an onus on you. The property is still here. The property didn't burn down. Nobody said it's not like a dever, which is one of the types of Makas Medina, which the post can talk about, where everybody had to flee the town. In the, the building is not usable. So the building is there. It's, a, it's available for use. You have this restriction. It's your bad mazel that the government isn't allowing you to be able to have your 200 people, your 400 people, your 500 people. And mazal chagar, it's your bad mazel that this happens. And we don't have to go ahead and refund the money, especially since you paid ahead of time. So we're able to go ahead and justify uh, keeping that, uh, that money. That's an approach which, uh, which, uh, which one, one could argue. There are others who argue that when I go ahead and I rent a, a simcha for a chasna, there's no schiras karka whatsoever. I'm not renting space from you in the classic sense of leasing a farm from you or leasing an apartment to be able to live in. What I'm doing is I am hiring you to provide me with a service. And that service is you're going to give me a place where I could have my, uh, where I could have my, uh, uh, the, the chasna. You're going to provide food. You're going to have, you know, depending on the package you got, got it may include flowers and the band and the cater and all of that stuff. But really what I'm hiring you to do is I'm hiring you to provide me with a service, which is a wedding. Same thing that we would say when you, when you buy an airline ticket. Buying an airline ticket isn't schirus, besides the fact that it's not karka. <laughs> but it, it's not, it's not schirus. You're not renting from them space. You're hiring them to provide you with a service. And the service is to take you from point A to point B. Why would I use your airlines as opposed to somebody else's airlines? Because you provide better service. The seats are more comfortable. It's, uh, you know, your first class is, is better food. Whatever the reasons I have, I'm going to use you rather than somebody else. But ultimately, you're not really renting space from them. You don't have a Kenyan on any space per se. You hire them to provide you with a service. And it's a service contract. And a service contract is fundamentally different than Schiris Kark. It's a whole different ballgame. And it's a whole different set of rules of what happens when the relationship breaks down, when an onus occurs in a service relationship rather than a Schiris Kark relationship that potentially shifts the achrayas or it shifts the loss from the balabayas to the, uh, the one who's hired to provide the service. Okay, listen. Because the general I, I, rule when it comes to a service is, yeah, in general, I, I just, when it comes to providing a service, is uh, I'm hiring you to go ahead and provide this. I, I, I understand. To me, that's not a shady. It seems to be, as someone, and both of us have made enough weddings in our, in our time, um, and we should make many more and be mishkatev in those simchas. But doesn't the tzadashreni sound more like the logical way to go? I mean, obviously, uh, and I know that it comes up a little bit, halacha, when they talk about make sure you make a separate kinyan on the uh, on the chuppah, right? That, that the chuppah should be the, uh, right, should be the, uh, should belong to the chasa. To, to the chasa. Be that's actually his rishos. To be his rishos. So, so normally, I remember what we did was we made sure that we spoke to whoever it was the, the the catering hall person, whoever it was, to do another ma'isa kinyan to allow that the chuppah should be theirs. But if we hadn't done that, it, it, the default position would be it's it's shayach to the uh, to the caterer or whoever it is that's running the hall. I mean, doesn't the seichel say like the second side? I don't know. Look, like I said, this is you know this is a a, a, a very nice analysis. Is where where have uh, has your kail come down on that? Which side do you think? Again, if I'd be part of your kail, if they let me in, I would be trying again. My natiya rishayno would be the second side. It might be amaratzis, but my natiya rishayno would be the second side. 
Right. So my, my uh, uh, you know, what, what uh, our Arnity also is to go with the uh, the second side. That's why I mentioned that second, <laughs> rather than rather than. It's like a buy of a rover. Like a buy of a rover yeah. in the Gemara, right? It, uh, yeah. A buy is a good Gemara, so but rover is rover's That's that's why my my inclination uh, is is to go in that direction because that's the way uh, you know we see it as being not a spherous uh, kark at all, but to see it as a as a service relationship. And as a result of that, so we would likely uh, go in, the, in, in that direction. Now, related to this, there's two other things which, uh, which are important to, to keep in mind and sort of make their way onto the table in terms of the, uh, the halachas which need to be considered. So one thing is, is that uh, most of these places, in order to protect their interests, in the simcha industry, I feel terrible for them because they're suffering, you know, there are other industries which suffer as well, but we're just seeing the, the Shilas. So all the people who are involved in, the, in, the, the, uh, in providing the simcha and the ambiance of the simcha, the photographers and the bands and, and the singers and all of those people, they, they, have, they have nothing which is coming in. You know, they sort of, it's sort of like a Ponzi scheme. They get the deposit today, right. which covers, you know, uh, their, their today expenses, even though the wedding isn't going to be for three months from now. So they're always sort of living off of what money is coming in today for the product which they're going to, or the service they're going to provide later on. So now where everybody is hesitant to make simchas, they don't have any, many of them don't have, uh, you know, the income which is coming in because people are afraid to give them a deposit because they're afraid they're not going to see it back. And they have nothing which is coming in. So that whole industry is suffering, uh, is suffering terribly. So there's, a, but, there's another problem that the, even the nitva doesn't even have the funds to pay anyway. Even if you paskin in a, in a, in a uh, potential question Mishmachayla, probably these, these halls might not even have the monies. Of course, they have things they can sell, of course, to, uh, that's worth stuff. But you're saying that they don't have any liquid assets to even pay the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. for many of them, unless you're one of the probably the top tier where you've had the, the opportunity to put a lot of money away. Uh, many of these guys, you know, they, they live, you know, from simcha to simcha. Now, you know, not, you know, not, not month by month, but they live, you know, they may live simcha by, by simcha. So what many of them have in place is, an, it says in the contract, it says it's a non-refundable deposit. So they come along and say, listen, you gave us a non-refundable deposit. It was right there on the contract which, which you signed. Non-refundable means non-refundable. You know, <laughs> what, 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 you know what, what you want us to be more mockery than what it says in the, in the contract. The contract says you're not going to get the money back which is also a potential time. And I think for many of them, that's really what they are relying on. That's, you know, they, they consider that to be their ace in the hole as far as uh, that is concerned, that uh, they have it, uh, Schwarz on Weiss, it's black and white, that uh, they're not going to get the money back. But once again, the post are not so, uh, not so comfortable, not so confident that uh, that's going to be binding over here. There are makaras, when the, when the, the Shulchan Aruch talks about writing shtaros, writing stipulations in shtaros, and by uh, the halachas of halva and whatnot, so over there, it's, it's evident that even if a person says for an ones, the only thing that people have in mind, there's two points. Number one is the only thing which people have in mind are own sin, unforeseen circumstances, which are ola aladas, things which people consider a possibility of happening. So if a person says, oh, I'll meet you at 4.30. So everybody knows that if you meet you at 4.30, but you have to, you know, if you're in New York City, you know, it could take you half an hour to get from one place to another. It could take you two hours to get from one place to another. So that's, it, it may be an onus that there was, uh, you know, some traffic uh, accident or something, but that's an onus which is shriach enough, and it's foreseen that you should have anticipated that, that possibility. A pandemic which shuts down the uh, world economy and, you know, most of the world is in lockdown and under stay-at-home orders, at the time that everybody signed this non-refundable deposit, that was not an onus which was on the radar screen. 
So an onus, which is not on the radar screen at all, that, the posting which I've seen, say that that's not an onus where the muhzuk, the, uh, the service provider, is going to be able to say, listen, you signed a non-refundable deposit, and therefore it doesn't matter what happens, you have to, we get to keep the money. So that's one thing which, uh, which, which I've seen, uh, we've seen Poskin say, that such a, such a stipulation is not going to be taken for its word or not be going to be applied so, for its word in this case because this is something which is uh, just crazy. So even though it's a start, even though you, sell, you wrote it, but you wrote it based on the hanochas of understanding between people when they write such stories. Right. When something uh, rears its head, which is completely out of the blue, like COVID, so therefore, even though you signed, I'm, I'm not going back on it, and I realize I'm losing my money, it didn't include that. It didn't right. include, it, it's not like that. It didn't include the, this, this super oinus, which was right. something that, yeah. And, that, and there are makairas for that as well, I'm sure, that, that yeah. indicate yeah. that in previous times. Like, uh-huh. So that would be a tzad, again, to help out the... Um, the Bali Simcha. Yeah, I would just say one thing before you go on. I know you have another Indian that you wanted to talk about. Go away. I know you have another Indian that you wanted to talk about, which was, uh, but I just would say in that area, one of the tainas behind why they have a, a uh, no um, re- refund deposit, and I've heard this because I had this with a son who, who broke a shidduch, was that we have to do this because otherwise the hall gets tied up and we won't be able to find somebody else. Right? right. This is one of the rationales why there's no you don't get your deposit back, because there's a hepsid of uh, otherwise they wouldn't be able uh, people would always back out and the days would already be taken and they wouldn't be able to get the business. When there's right. no business whatsoever, I think that weakens. I don't know what I'm saying is is, is seichelik, but I think that weakens the taina of why we made you sign the no deposit, uh, no re, no refund on the deposit. No right. refund deposit is because we 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 were mishapping ourselves too. We didn't want to lose business. Now, it's not like they would have had the business anyway. So that, that, right. I, so, so that, that was the second, that was the next point that I was, go, I was going to raise, is that, thank you, uh, is that... Uh, Let me in your kailu, please. Let me be part of it. Please. It's, it's, it's long distance now, right? It's I don't have to live in Chicago so anyways, anymore. Yes, you can, you can I don't live in anyway. Chicago. Tell Rab Zev. Tell Rab Zev. Okay, go ahead, yeah. So um, the, 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 the clause is put in there, the non-refundable clause is put in there exactly for the reason which you, which you mentioned, is that it's a protection for the, let's say, the Simcha the, Hall, the Hasna Hall, so they don't get a cancellation at the last minute where they're not going to be able to fill the, uh, the space, and then they will, uh, they will suffer a loss. It's not meant to, certainly nobody would say that a, non, a non-refundable clause will allow the Simcha Hall to say to the family, you know what, we're, we're not, just not opening up that day, and we're not, we're not giving you back your money. We're going to keep your $4,000, and we decided to shut down because we need, we need a vacation. We got cheap flights to, uh, to the Bahamas, and uh, we don't want to do that. So nobody's going to say that that happens. So on that, when there's a pandemic which uh, shuts everybody down, meaning that even the chasna hall, they couldn't have filled it with anybody else, even if they wanted to, yeah. because nobody's having chasnas. So then the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the clause isn't going to protect them in that, uh, in that case. Now, the last thing which is important to be, to be mindful of, which will apply, now this depends on which provider it is or not, but one thing which is important to, uh, to realize, and this applies to uh, tuition as is, is, is well, the, this question about tuition, and that is that when you sign up, when you reserve the, uh, the, that particular date, so any expenses that the Hasana Hall has in preparing for your event, so that you can't get yourself out of, that you're responsible for, 
because they have, they, whatever, whatever money they spend, once you hire them to plan the event and to take care of things, so their job is to spend money, and they're doing that all, b'shlichus, you, the Bali Simcha. So all the money which they spend, even if they spend their own money, but they're doing it b'shlichus, you, and you're really the one who's kona, and as soon as they make that, uh, they incur that expense, that's really your obligation. So in the event, for those chasanas which were canceled, you know, shortly before the chasna, and the chasna may have bought food in advance uh, of, the, of the event, so even if there were to be a psaq that, uh, that they have to return the money, they don't have to return the money of things which, which they already spent. So the expenses which they already had in order to service you, that for sure is not going to, uh, is for sure not going to come back. And that's, but they would have to demonstrate that they actually incurred real expenses. Say, well, there was time and there was advertising. All those ancillary things are not really going to let the fly. It's those things which, expenses which were unique to planning your simcha, they, are, they, uh, they certainly deserve to be uh, reimbursed uh, for that. Uh-huh. So the last that, yeah. thing I, I just yeah. one, one more thing, sure. and that is, is that for some of these things, um, there is uh, an idea that if you go ahead and cancel, let's say you are already, before the lockdown orders were in place, so the stay-at-home orders were in place, and you're already getting nervous about it, and you canceled on them in advance, so if you canceled on them before uh, it was actually prohibited by law to have such, a, such an event, so that may put the Bali Simcha at a disadvantage. Because according to many postkin, we look at the cancellation in the moment which it took place. The fact that ultimately it turned out that you could have had the chasen there anyways may not make a difference. When you canceled the, the, uh, the agreement uh, a week in advance of the lockdown orders, that was your own choice. And if you cancel on your own choice, wow. so then it may be that you don't get your money back. Oh, but you're going to be locked into that moment of cancellation. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to give you. I want you to go on to the next subject, but then you pique my interest with that. Who, who says that slower? Where did you see that slower? That's a very interesting uh, way of looking at things. That that even uh, though a week later it turns out that <laughs> that you were right, but since Bishas Misa, they right because you're talking about an event that would have occurred a couple of weeks in the future anyway, right? So right. Where did you see that Svaro? Somebody wrote that? That was a sock? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it in a couple of places. I don't remember off the top of my head, uh, you know, where it is, but I'll, I'll be in touch with you uh, later. Yeah, yeah, that's a, very interesting, exactly that's a very interesting, uh, you know, and it sounds legalistic and, <laughs> and it's a, it's a chiddish to me because um, especially if, 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 if the Metzius is Mavar, <laughs> that you were right, the fact that you were, you know, the fact that you took those steps uh, a day or it would be even a day in advance, according to this, or even one day before the lockdown, you would have been, you would have, the onus would have been on you. And a day later, the onus might have been on the on the catering company, right? Right, but but but, but it works the other, it works the other way as well. I mean, not the other, it, work, it works uh, in a different way as well. One of the, one of the reasons which the the one the one we were most recently dealing with, one of the reasons why the caterer didn't want to refund the money, one of their arguments was. That your 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 chasana at that time your chasana isn't going to be for another month, so who says that Yitaki won't be able to have the chasana in, a, in another month? Maybe by the time the month rolls around, the date of your scheduled chasana, maybe things would have opened up and you would have been able to do it. So why should we refund your money now, a month in advance? Because right now you can't have the chasana. When it's possible that by the time the date rolls in, you would be able to have the chasana, and then there was no reason to have canceled the uh, the agreement. So that's why for, for these types of things, we, we tell everybody that uh, it, it, we can't just give you a simple answer because it really requires that we need to sit down, we need to go through the whole relationship and the timing of everything which took place, depending on what was happening at this time, what's happening at that time, that relates to the other, the other topic which we're going to discuss about the, the apartments in Eretz Yisrael. So go ahead. You know, 
where, where many people, uh, you know, uh, around Purim time, knowing, planning on coming back after Pesach, they're going to go home, they're going to go back to the States for Pesach, and then after Pesach, they're going to, uh, to go back to Eretz Yisrael, and now as a result of what's going on, they can't get there. So there's a lot of uh, Shilas which are going on. It's, it's true by Bachrin for, uh, you know, Amir Dira or, uh, you know, Adira, you know, somewhere for one of the, uh, the yeshivas for, for Bachrin, or for, uh, for uh, young couples who are going there, younger lights who are going there. So that also is something which, uh, which is important. One of the things which, uh, which is important to be mindful of, again, it's, it's almost unique to the COVID-19 uh, Makas Medina, is that the Ketzos, amongst others, says specifically that we have to be able to pinpoint exactly what the onus is. And it's only Makas Medina, you only get the Makas Medina leniencies or exceptions in Halacha in the event that the Makas Medina is directed specifically at the thing that you want to use. So typically what the, the post game talked about is if there's a Dever in town and everybody had to flee from town. So it's a Makas Medina on the apartment, let's say, because nobody could live in the apartment because everybody had to run away because it's dangerous to remain in town. So the apartment, in a sense, becomes unlivable. And if the apartment becomes unlivable, so then the tenant may have the Makas Medina, uh, you know, allowance to be able to break the contract, to be able to pay less, whatever that machlokas is, what happens when the, that breaks down. Here we have a unique circumstance where there's nothing wrong with the apartment. Not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's not like the apartment burned down. And not only that, not only is nothing wrong with the apartment physically, but you could be in the apartment. You decided to go home right after Purim because you want to be home for Pesach. And as a result of that, you're not going to be here for Pesach. But had you stayed, the apartment is perfectly capable of you living there. It's perfectly functional, and it's ready and waiting for you to go ahead and do so. You made the decision to go home, and because you made the decision to go home, now you're having a hard time getting back there to Israel. What does it have to do with me? The apartment is functional, and you can live there. There's no restrictions against living in the apartment. So why shouldn't you honor your commitment to go ahead and pay the rent when the, the, the Makas Medina isn't directed towards the apartment? It's directed at being outside of the apartment. So, ah, very good. So, so, so therefore, that again, when the person left, and uh, all of those things are going to be relevant issues as far as coming up with that, on top of which, and there's also something which is important, is that for many of those, those types of things, certainly for Bahrain Biras, there's a certain culture which exists. If you haven't been part of it, so you don't know what it is, but there's a certain culture which exists in terms of Bahrain Biras and how they transfer and all of the, you know, the things which are related to that. So we've been telling people that you really have to speak to the Rabbanim who are on the ground there and have the experience with passing shilas related to Bachim Biras, whether there are Minhagim, which are already in place, or whether there are Psakim, which they follow, which have been you know, in place for decades and decades and decades, not necessarily addressing a COVID-19 type of circumstance, but breaking off relationships. This is not the first time that somebody could make it there and relationships are broken and uh, things of, of, of that sort. So it's important to know what the, the general hanhaga is. And that's why you find that all, sometimes almost by neighborhood, each neighborhood, their Rabbanim or their Dayanim are putting up sakim, which they say is relevant to them. So Ramat Eshkol, for example, the Dayanim and Ramat Eshkol put out a psak, which was, uh, which was published for people to see about uh, related to, uh, to apartments. Because by then, it may be different than in, wow. you know, by Vagan or something like that. So the Hanagas HaSoyichrim is different in terms of, the Minagas is different in terms of what does it mean when you give that money in advance and what are you actually renting and what are you getting? Right. Um, in terms of Bachram apartments. I remember when I was a Bachram and I had an apartment that I didn't realize it, but the guy kicked me out every Shabbos, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, it wasn't, you know, he would, he would not only did he kick me out, he also came down and unplugged the, uh, my, my alarm clock that was a, with an electric alarm clock. He didn't want me using his chashmal 
during the, I come back on Monday, whatever it was, I find my, my clock was unplugged. So you're right, a Bacher apartment especially doesn't work with the Zeman Hogas. And, and therefore, it might be to the disadvantage, it might be to the disadvantage of, of the Bacher or the advantage of the Bacher, the Bacher apartment. So, so what, I, what I've been telling everybody, again, in an effort to, uh, you know, to make, to make a, a, an agreement, which everybody is happy with, I've been pointing, I said, listen, both of you have something that the other one wants. So if you're the tenant, I say, listen, you have money that your landlord wants. On the other hand, whenever this lifts and we're able to go back, you want to have a place to be able to go back to. If you're not nice to your landlord, he may give away your spot to somebody else. And then when it's time to go back, when you could go back, you won't have a place to stay. So he's got a place that you ultimately want. You have money, which he wants. So if each of you knows that you have something that the other one wants, why can't you guys just negotiate some sort of agreement? You'll give a smaller amount because there's no electricity, there's no wear and tear, there's nothing else which is going on. And they may appreciate, you know, even the, uh, the smaller amount rather than the regular rent, because otherwise you could always just, you know, back out on them altogether and say, I'm muxak on the money and I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll pay you nothing. So since everybody has something, everybody has an interest in making this, uh, this shara. So that's what we've been, uh, you know, trying to encourage people uh, to do. When necessary, then they need to bring a rav in to go ahead and, uh, guide them in terms of how to uh, to resolve it and how to uh, to figure it out but it's yeah. always preferable for the two parties to have figured out on their own i think it's going to actually going to be even more more complicated now because i mean the bonishom should uh, be master is brocha on on what's happening there at israel but as air israel is opening up more uh the time is going to be a lot uh, uh, weaker i think because you know <laughs> in, in right, Eretz, now you could come right right and it would seem well, i don't want to come because i Right, and I, I could hear the, the the fear of the person who's <laughs> doesn't want to get on an airplane. Hey, that's you decided to go back to New Jersey. So you know, uh, you know, and even though the airplanes, who knows? But 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 now everything is fine. So I think that's actually so. In the wedding, uh, in terms of people getting back for the wedding shilas, I guess look, the, the Amaretz is going to talk up. It sounds like the stardom to be there seems to be strong stardom, at least in some way, for them to get some of their deposit back. In terms of getting uh, monies back for the apartments that they had already rented or had agreed to rent, the Taina seems to be a little bit weaker in that case. Again, speaking very general grub amaratsasha terms, that's what it would seem like from just to <laughs> to be masake, no? That's right. So, so the, the, those are the principles which are which are uh, which are going on in the background. And that's why I said that the, the, you want to know a little bit of what's going on, just so you know if you're going to negotiate a pshara, you know uh, how strong of a position are you in to uh, you know play hardball. Or you're really not in a position to play, uh, you know, much hardball because the other person is, uh, you know, there's more svaras in, in their favor, you know, to be able to keep the money or to pay them, whatever the, you know, the, the case is. But that's yeah. why it's, we feel it's important for people to be knowledgeable of what's going on, uh, you know, generally. And I think something that you said on one of your uh, Zoom shiurim, and we were going to try to get it uploaded if, if, if possible, is that this idea of making sure is not only just important uh, uh, in every Chosh Mishpachayla, but I think especially now, because as as as, as uh, to be marbe ketotos and to be marbe uh, ketrugim, you know, even the money that you might lose is probably not worth the 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 agmas nefesh and and sinna that could really be um, created by having the whole the good. Obviously, we need to believe me. Whether you're going to make it or not is not the three or four thousand dollars that you're going to lose here. Uh, there are much bigger questions involved. And probably again, I, I hate sounding like a balmuser, but but I think that that's that's the case. I think these getting involved in this and this kribble arai, even though it's important in terms of being mavara, I think pushing it to the point when you see the hisnagdus that's going the other way is is, is probably not only going to not get you what you want. I think it's going to be marba 
more negative uh, feelings between people. Um, and I, I think we need less than a type of probably now, less sort of uh, uh, at this point. Uh, again, I, I think that that's a, uh, uh, a, a very seichotic right. approach, but it is gishmak to be able to hear from a, a maven. And, and just to end this off, and my chapel, the dying started by saying, you know, hey, stop talking about Before you end, I, mean, that, that, I, just, I just want to echo what you just said. So everybody should be reminded of, I think it's at the end of Elo Metzias, where it says, Lo Harvar Yushalayim. Yushalayim was destroyed only because they. Hemidu they, they yeah, yeah. so al Yeah. You know, here we are in the time of Sphira. This, right now, we're in the Tukufa where everybody's knowing Sphira. Yeah. Whether first sphere or second sphere, yeah. and this is a time that we should definitely be working very hard not to have machlokas and ketat, as uh, as you said. This is exactly what we need to work not to, to have, and that's uh, yeah. But again, sometimes um, just to go on the other side is that sometimes we we feel so helpless. At least I can maybe salvage a thousand dollars. And I'm saying you're looking at the loss of your whole parnosa. You're looking at the loss of this, and all of a sudden you're able to. Uh, uh, psychologists have a name for it. It's a tunnel effect. When, when, when you're completely overwhelmed, you zero in on one thing and you think that's somehow going to salvage things. And of course, there are much bigger things. But I think one thing that, 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 that your chevra are able to get, which is the simcha of limit the simcha of applying teira, um, the, the gishmak of knowing, as you said many times, that the das Hashem is able to be incorporated right into what we should be doing. And um, hopefully the patronus happens on both sides, but the Biru Halocho, I think, might itself create a big kurv shop. Rabbi Shalom, you know, wants us to deal with these shilas. And by dealing with these shilas, as you said, uh, I, I can't say it as eloquent as you did, but being able to uh, deal with these shilas and know what the Das Hashem is about these things is a way of being makadish, these terrible circumstances. And in a way, perhaps, the Limit HaTayrish might be the Biru that we need to be able to whatever the Rebbe wants to come out of it. just want to end with one thing, <laughs> just to put it on record, and I've, done, I've said it many times, um, but I'll say it again to you directly and for anybody who might be hearing this. You know, Dian Schaffel said that, uh, that he's one of my Talmidim, and uh, it, it, it's definitely true in, in, in a certain sense. But as I always say, that uh, uh, Dian Schaffel and others have, uh, which in Yiddish means that they have gone way past me in terms of uh, what they've done, what they've been able to produce. And we hope that that we're going to make this a regular feature. So we'll be able to hear Chayshin Mishmet Shilas, hopefully not COVID-19, and hopefully that'll be gone. Hopefully not COVID-19, yeah. Hopefully COVID-19, <laughs> but we'll be able to get uh, talk to the dying. So, thanks a lot, Rabbi Shaffel again, and uh, I know you have a lot to do. Thank so, this has been... Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.